I'm still back on alert when he says the opposite of that is unprepared, unconscious, off guard, and stupid. So if you had a choice, which side of the scale would you choose to sit on? Alert or unprepared and stupid? You have the choice and you can exercise it every day. Selecting alertness over the negative option is an obvious choice. Why then, if it's an easy choice to make, do most people hang out on the opposite side of the scale? I've been asking that question for years and years and years and more years. We are trying to finish up this, the power of focus. This is a book I grabbed off the shelf uh, last week. And, um, we talked about the alert system that the, that, uh, or be alert is what he, he talks about. And then he, these are acronyms for different things. You know, the A, the, uh, L, the E and the R. <laughs> it sounds like a rap song. Though. So we, I think we finished with the E or we ended with the E. So whoever have their notes, text me and let me know. I think, so I think we need to just only do the R and the T. And I don't know if I can get to that T today, if I'm reading R. And let's go back and recap right quick why we were doing this. Because the B alert system, he says, is if you check the word alert in a dictionary, it says at the ready, mindful, using intelligence, on guard, conscious, and prepared. Now, obviously, being at the ready every day and using intelligence will keep you mindful of your priorities and your stature of balance. When you're truly alert, you're more conscious of what's going on. What is the opposite of alert? Mindless, unprepared, unconscious, off guard, and stupid. Did you hear that? The opposite of alert is unprepared, unconscious, off guard, and stupid. <laughs> the opposite of alert is that alright we actually started on Friday and then on Monday we did some more which was the E and then I keep thinking about Rakim every time I hear that the E so since we finished the E we will be on the R <laughs> What is that song? We're going to be on the R today and hopefully we can get to the T, but I'm still back on alert when he says that the opposite of that is that. <laughs> Did I say that again? The opposite of that is unprepared, unconscious, off guard and stupid. So if you had a choice, which side of the scale would you choose to sit on alert or unprepared and stupid? You have the choice. And you can exercise it every day. Selecting alertness over the negative option is an obvious choice. Why then, if it's an easy choice to make, do most people hang out on the opposite side of the scale? You know, I've been asking that question for years and years and years and more years. I have. If it's an easy choice to make, why do people do the opposite? 
Now, I know why. And you all know why. Because we've been conditioned to do the opposite. And you know why? Well, not why we conditioned to do the opposite, but he has a, he has a clear answer here. Old habits die hard. Old habits die hard. Remember I said that when you start something new, old buddy is right there with you. Old buddy is standing right next to you. Matter of fact, old buddy, old buddy could be a part of you. Who is old buddy, Tony? Well, old buddy is your old thoughts. And he's been your buddy for years. When you sitting and doing the things that you did for a long time that made it a habit, old buddy was sitting there with you. You know, if you had to run and do this and do that, old buddy went with you. Those old thoughts, those old habits. He says, it's uncomfortable to make changes and there never seemed to be enough time. You know how I say in order to, in order to make a change, it takes time and effort and, and you have to be the one who creates the change. You have to be the one who gets, uh, persistent and stays consistent and lock your mind in on making that change. Remember, I always say, if we could get you in a room for six months to a year, a, let's call it a mindset prison, a, a mindset facility that you lock down in 24-7. And when you go back to your room, mindset stuff all over the wall. You know, you special. You have superpowers. You're a great leader. And then you have in your room books on mindset. Books, books, and more books. And every day we gather together and we talk about that. We talk about the books we read and the thoughts that are going on. We talk about that and why we feel this way and the things we need to do. You know, we slide the television out the room and we just go at it 24-7, 365. We took over the hotel. So if y'all sitting down in the lobby, you kind of mingling. And then you're talking about that too, because no televisions down there. All you hear for those six months to a year, you can win. You are successful. Man, you come out of there. Let me at them. But we also said that that can't happen to grown people. It happened to the younger, it, it, it happened to the younger you and happened to the younger me. Like I said on Saturday, I was locked into the school system because dad made the statement. If you don't get your AZZ up and go to school, you ain't hanging around here. 
you going to school every day. That was a force. That was a force <laughs> because I was so young, you know, what are you going to do? Had to go. In order to change our thought process, it has to be forced upon us, but it has to be forced upon us by you. And you can't, and you can't stress the truth about it and say I'm doing it and not, you know, because are you going to lock yourself up and change your life? Are you going to do the things that have to be done that we've talked about? He says that be alert. These six letters add up to a powerful formula that will help you create a well-balanced day. Repeat the process seven times and you have a well-balanced week. Preserve for just four weeks and you have a great month. Make it a habit every month and before you know it, you have a terrific year with a lot more time off and a lot more money to go with it. A lot more time to go with it. All right, so let's get to the R. This is the time to recharge your batteries during the day. Years ago, people thought the computer would allow us to enjoy more time off for fun. We'll be on the golf course three days a week while all new technology would handle the workload at the office. What a joke. Well, I don't know about now. But in most cases, people in the business now work even longer hours before. The workload is greater and because of downsizing, support has been significantly reduced. Do you get physically tired during your average workday? If you do, there is there a particular time you seem to sag? What time is it for? What time y'all do that? What time y'all start sagging? And I'm not talking about your pants. What time y'all start sagging? He says, if you're an early riser, 5.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m., your sagging time is probably around 1.30 to 3 p.m. If you don't eat breakfast, it may hit you earlier. Some people fortify themselves with six or seven cups of coffee. Whoa! Six or seven cups of coffee during the day to overcome the loss of energy. This may lead to caffeine addiction, hypertension, and other side effects that certainly won't help you relax. Seven cups of coffee. Here's an excellent way to prove your energy so you can enjoy, enjoy a productive day. Take a nap. We call it a TPM. That stands for 25 peaceful minutes. In warm climates, a siesta is a normal part of the day. When you were a young child, your mother probably put you down for a nap after lunch. As an adult, why not do the same? <laughs> well, some people can't do that. Some people on their jobs cannot do that. They cannot take a nap. Unless on their lunch break, they go somewhere and sit in the corner. Some people can't do that, man. What do you do then? It's good for you, he says. And you won't be cranky later in the day. Now, in the case of you thinking, are you nuts? I don't have enough time as where I can take 25 minutes of people 
all around me. I don't have a bed or a couch in the office. Do you expect me to lie on the floor? Well, if you don't have an office, get creative. Relax in your car instead. If you're traveling on business, you may need to shift the time somewhat, but you can still find a way to grab those few minutes to rest. And if you own the business, don't be a dinosaur. The old only on your own time routine really is outdated. The most progressive and profitable organizations realize that a highly productive workforce is not achieved by pushing people until they drop for exhaustion. Well, then my suggestion would be if you're in a building with a bunch of cubicles at 1230, no, at 130, turn the lights off and tell the people, lay your head down on your desk. Tell them, say, turn the lights off. Turn them off. <laughs> but turn the lights down low. That's how you get your nap in. If the organizations understand that, the companies understand that you need that rest time like the kids need, you know what they, <laughs> all right. He's telling you that's a part of alert. Another of our clients, Raf Puritus, is the president of Zep Manufacturing Company in Canada. He keeps a recliner in his office for self-rejuvenation. And encourages other managers to take the TPMs when necessary. That's interesting. His other managers. <laughs> His other managers. TPM are a great way to boost your energy into overdrive. If you have a family, another important time to consider TPM is the so-called crossover time. When you arrive at home from the office, your mind is still buzzing with business and you haven't unwound from the tensions of the day and suddenly the kids are unleashed on you. If you can plan a TPM for yourself before you switch roles, it will give you much more focus and a chance to catch your breath, relax and be mentally ready to focus on the family. To enhance this, consider relaxing to communications required to make this difference. Required to make this difference. Looking at the bigger relaxation picture, how much time off do you take each week? Uh-oh. How many weeks per year do you schedule? Folks be like, man, I take I take off every day. <laughs> First, let's define what time off is. If you plan to take one day off per week, make sure it's a full 24 hours. We call it fun time. That means for the entire 24-hour period, you do absolutely nothing. Y'all liking the R, right? Many business people are confused about time off, especially entrepreneurs. To them, a day off means packing their cellular phone around, answering incoming business calls, and making a few of their own. True, true. I must be available in their passionate excuse. 
They have messages, most of which, of course, aren't urgent at all. Hmm. So I take a day off and answers no calls. Here's the point. If you have worked long and hard hours all week, you deserve a break to re-energize. Will you be more rejuvenated if you take a complete break for 24 hours versus grabbing an hour or two whenever you can? Hmm. Well, <laughs> this is difficult for many business people to grasp. They mentally tear themselves apart with guilt. I know that's right. Yeah, I would, I would guilt myself to, to the end of time. I would. What about you? This ongoing cycle of guilt increases stress levels and frustration. When work wins the battle over enjoying fun time, your family relationships polarize. Other long-term consequences include burnout, divorce, and health problems. All right. Let's just say that Jack Canfield had a session where he had questions and answers. Here's my question for old Jack. Uh, what's your name, sir? Tony Fleming. What question do you have? Okay, Mr. Canfield, let me ask you this question. What if what I do, my work, also would be my fun? I enjoy my work more than anything else. I enjoy my work more than going to a concert or, or hanging out or going to dinner. And what if I enjoy my work? like that. And so it's fun. And when I stop, then I don't enjoy it. What about that, Mr. Canfield? What about that, Mr. Fong? And that? Well, to avoid any potential rifts, schedule your family time every week. At the beginning of the year, decide when you want to take major brands and reserve those on your calendar. You can select three to seven days on two, three other positions to do the right thing. Make sure you have time off next year. The important thing is to develop the bad habit of creating real time for total relaxation. When you return from a week off well-rested and refreshed, you will be more creative, better focused, and more productive. One of our colleagues has worked with thousands of highly successful entrepreneurs. And during the last 20 years, he has observed that the more time off these people take, the more money they make. Oh my God, shouldn't have read that one. Because some of y'all should be super rich. <laughs> He's saying the more time you take off from your business, the more wealthy you will be. Wow. Just wow. That's all you say. Just wow. So we're still in the R section of alert. We're going to get to the T, but I don't think today. The T is going to be a lot better. The T is for thinking. The T is for thinking. But let's talk a little bit about more about alert. He said, he has proven 
with the growth of his company every month. He takes one week off. Now, that's a CEO for you. <laughs> well, if you go to your job tomorrow, I'm taking one week off every month. Just letting y'all know. They're like, okay. You <laughs> take that, take that week off and you come back and be like, uh, what we were thinking is that you need to kind of take the rest of your life off. So don't come back in here. You fire. Go enjoy yourself. Go do it. Go do it. So the next time we read, next time we read on this, we will do the T. And the T stands for thinking, just for you to know that. And I'm sure that will be an interesting chapter there. Thinking. Be alert. A-L-E-R-T. Let's go back, recap right quick. The A was for action. The E was for take it slow. The O is for almost. The P is for please, please don't go. I don't know how O and almost. All right, L is for learning, E is for exercise, R was for the bad word of relaxation. <laughs> I'm relaxing, man. Just chilling out right now. And then the T will be for thinking. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that uh, uh, the next time that we do the book. I mean, the next time that I'm on with this. So let me see. I got a text here. <laughs> what do you do, Levon? Do you go in your office and close your door? How do you get that? You go to your car. Ross, haven't taken one in, in years. Preacher man says, says, Canfield doesn't know what he's talking about. There's due to Canfield having very effective people working for him. If you got dummies on your team working for you, your arse. <laughs> Better be there every day. All right, preacher man. All right. You come straight with it, man. You come straight with it, bro. <laughs>